What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is almost here and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with a beach. I always make packing harder than it needs to be, but this year I'm doing all of my summer shopping at Macy's. I can find everything I need from bathing suits, sandals, summer dresses, shorts, even towels and sunscreen at Macy's. Whether you're packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need. You can shop top brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, so everybody knows that we live in Nashville um, and the tragic events that took place at the Covenant um, Christian School uh, just last week. And we obviously want to address as it not only hits close to home, but we're all mothers and we, our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts go out to all the families affected. Um, And it's just, it's an absolute tragedy. And I just, again, I I said this the other day, but I, I just, it's so unfair that any child and Kat, we were kind of talking about this, like your kids are actually... Um, accustomed to this, they're like, oh they're yeah, kind of desensitized, desensitized, to a bit and it's ones, so yeah. sad. It's like n- no kid should fear going to school, and we shouldn't have to fear, like saying, you know, pick, not picking them up. And like even when I said goodbye to the kids today, dropping them off, I'm like, Oof. and I know KB, you're like, I, you didn't bring your kids to school Mm-mm. for a few, yeah, still not going to school. Yeah, I'll just cry hard yeah and it's just not fair Mm -mm. I also have the luxury of keeping them home which I know not a lot of people do um so and I don't want to live out of fear but I also am just trying to like navigate big feelings on a side note big hormones because it makes me really anxious um but keeping them home just feels like what I need to do right now so that's what we're doing having the talk with love who's seven. I want to like, I want her to hear a version of it from me and not from peers or friends or whatever. Um, I know she's overhearing things and she has this unique way of trying to figure things out for herself. And she doesn't have the brain developmentally at seven to try to figure this out because I barely have the brain at 41 to developmentally figure this out. So it's just hard and it's just not fair. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to be doing this. 
Well, that's the thing. I think I, I've struggled with that piece of it because when I picked up Jolie, when I got home from California, I said, hey, baby, I just didn't know how to even go about it. But I said, did you, have you heard anything you want to talk to mommy about? And she's like, what? What do you mean? I go, I don't know, like maybe about like another school. And she goes, what? No. And uh, truthfully, I just was like, okay, we'll just let mommy know if you did. Cause I just was like, I don't even want to like scare. I don't want to put that into I her. Know. I didn't so, talk to Ramsey about it. I only talked to the older kids. Emmy had not heard the middle school, Caden. They definitely, they, the teachers, some of the teachers kind of talked to them about it throughout the day. I think they took, they kind of already take their phones, but they took their phones even more, kind of kept them mm-hmm. from their phones from seeing things that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to Emmy about it, but I didn't talk to Ramsey about it. She's seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I think that that's a, that's a parental decision. And I think that yeah. that's a, a hard one. You yeah. know, it's, you know, whereas my older kids are a little de- desensitized to it. Ramsey is not yet. And so I also didn't want to scare her either. Sure. I think it's difficult too, because there's so many things that I just, I, m- I remember I sent Catherine a text. I'm like, you know, I want to say this because I just don't understand why. And it's, and just, you know, seeing kind of how social media and people saying things that just, there's such then a war on mm-hmm. social media with people fighting. Well, no, it's this, no, it's this, no, it's this. And I'm like, it's all of it, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, it's like, there needs to be change and there needs to be, I think, a certain level of gun reform. And I don't know why we need AR-15s and I I would like security at schools and I would, I believe we need more God and I believe we need to have something to help with mental health. Like, I think there's just so much and it's just like, kind of feel like a small fish in a big ass ocean like I don't know and we're just widening the gap with those kind of dialogues and the frustration and the fighting I'm like we're just doing what this is driven to do to us instead of going in the opposite direction and like linking arms and going I hear you I understand I agree or you know, like it's it's like we just keep widening. Such a finger pointing. Yes. Well, we're letting evil win. I know the darkness. You know, like you're just you're letting it in when you fight. You know. Yeah. There was and already. I so actually much had darkness. therapy the day after um, mm-hmm. the shooting, and and Amy is very protective of me, anyways, because of my childhood. Anyways, she was like, "You've already had to deal with too much too soon." Mm-hmm. So. And she talked to me about cortisol levels and third trimester of pregnancy and the effects of baby on the baby. And so she was like, I need you to just, you know, like we need to manage that for you. But I told her, I was like, I just don't know what to do. And so I just made my kids dinner and we took a walk and she was like, those are all really good things. And she said, sometimes, sometimes in this, like everyone is like, you know, you do this, call your Senator, do these things. She was like, absolutely do those things. If you feel called to do those things, but also just really, take care of yourself. Um, I have another Amy therapist friend who said there is a role for everybody in what happens post tragedy. So you shouldn't be hard on yourself because you're not doing one thing or not doing another. Like it, we're not, well, people go in your DMS and go, why aren't you speaking about this? Why right. are you saying this? And it's, it's like a, yeah. And I'm also just like, kindly give me a minute. Like we're trying to process as a family. This is right up the street. You know, um, it had been noted that other schools were, had been targeted too. And that that was on the, the agenda. So like, that's a lot to take in. We've, we just, there's just a lot that people don't know that we're all also sorting through. And we all know somebody that went to that school or somebody of somebody. So we're trying to find names and faces and we're trying to figure out who it was and just, you know, a lot to take in. 
And I just want to say again, we shouldn't have to take it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not supposed to be experts at this because it's not fair. And yeah. And I'd like to have, you know, drop the kids off and not feel like them threatened or like, gosh, am I going to pick them up? Like I just, and even the kids that got that they're picked at school up. right now. I'm just, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or they had to witness. I just, yeah, it just shouldn't be happening. I would, I wouldn't want to go to school. I'd have so much anxiety if that was happening when I was a kid. I remember even after Vegas, I didn't go to shows for a long time after yeah. the Vegas shooting. And there was a kid with brass knuckles that like got into a big fight in my school. And I remember being like traumatized, you know, seeing mm-hmm. all that. I'm like, can you imagine what these kids have to deal with now? It's just not okay. Do you remember being in high school when Columbine happened? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because <clears throat> I remember that. Because our high school was that's very right. similar to Columbine. Same. So we had a lot of, that's when kind of like all the drills kind of started and they started like working that's on right. stuff. So I, I remember that very vividly. Yeah, one thing that kind of hit home for me is how I know that we've we're at a, past a point is reading that that today's active shooters went through active shooter tr- like drills mm-hmm. as elementary kids. Yep, sure did. That's a good point. Yeah, heavy, well, heavy, heavy. Yeah, I know. Then uh, there's a lot of things going around, you know, saying prayers aren't, you know, um, we need more than prayers, but uh, I believe healing happens with prayer. And I feel that we all need a little bit more of it. So Amen. Um, we will be, you know, we are sending our prayers and condolences and uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's awful. So we wanted to address that. Obviously we have to move on with the show. Um, so we will do that uh, after the break. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. 
Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. In other news, um, I don't know if I'm actually supposed to share this information, but I'm going to anyways. Why do you do it live? <laughs> and if it has to get cut, it has to get cut. Uh-oh. Hey, Jackie, will you put on your camera, babe? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. What's going on? Hi. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna lighten this up a little. Um, our sweet Jackie is pregnant. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Jackie! Hi guys. Yes. So uh, long, Kristen. When you're like, oh, I'm pregnant. I was like, me too. But I'm only like two months along. <laughs> how far? How far along are you now? I'm. Uh, what is it? My seventeenth week. And so I told Jana um, on Monday in in LA. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm still like I'm showing a little bit, but not too much. But I'm due September third. And this is your first. Yes, this Aww. is my first. How do you boyfriend? How cute. Uh, um, I feel good. First trimester was really hard because it's like nausea and everything. You know how it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, good. That's healthy. Yeah, yeah, and I feel I'm feeling a little bit more more like myself this trimester and. Um, and I just kept it a little bit like to myself because I wanted to get through the first trimester because yeah. I'm like 37. You know how they tell you after 35. I just wanted to make sure it's stuck. You know, like, you know how that is. Mm, boy, <laughs> do like, I. In my head. <laughs> I was in my head a little bit about that. But yeah. It's it's, like it's, uh, it's so crazy how they because I was yeah, talking to somebody else. I mean, Kristen, you're what, 40? You're 40. 41. 41. My mom, I was talking to my mom earlier and she's um she was saying something about her one friend. And I remember her, she she was like 40 and then 43 when she had her next one and Emma, my makeup artist in Los Angeles, like she had her baby at 43 and it's like yeah. women feel like they have and I was thinking about that too because when I was uh what what you know dating my ex, it was like, "Oh god, I have to get pregnant." It's like no, you actually have more time than you think. They just put so much pressure. And and it's true, the eggs and all that stuff do get whatever, like but you can still get pregnant and you can still have a healthy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, congratulations. So excited it's, for you. It's a baby boy. And- oh, yay. I'm excited. I and hope he has your cheeks, Jackie. I, I know, I like the Little dimples are everything. <laughs> so cute. Thank well, you. congrats. So much. We're Thank so excited you. for you. We're and, right here uh, for all the advice. Oh, I know. I've been listening. <laughs> all the gadgets you don't need and... <laughs> All the gadgets oh, you do. Yep. I'm so grateful too. Cause like I, um, all my friends are on their second kid and you know, like the community of mamas, like is so beautiful to me because it's like, I'm, 
I'm an auntie of five. So like I I can take care of like the kids and all that. But it's like stepping into something else like that. It is a little scary, but the community of mamas is so beautiful and I love it. I Aww. love it. And speaking of mamas, so. we have on Paula Ferris. Um, I want to read a little, what is it called? Insert about her. Um, like so many mothers who were forced out of their jobs during the pandemic, Ferris lost hers at ABC News in 2020. It was then she knew she wanted to create a better way forward for working moms, moms who are tired of the constant conflict between working and momming, a feeling that they're failing everyone everywhere, of facing the gender disparities in workplaces that treat mothers like risks instead of assets, and of dealing with the exa- exhaustion of trying to carry it all. Ferris, a self-described advocate for moms, launched Carry Media in 2022 to champion working mom through resources, content, and storytelling. And I just, I, I love that. So she she has a new book that's out. You don't have to carry it all, ditch the mom guilt, and find a better way forward. And I think for me, one of the biggest quotes that I've said, I was like, I don't want to have to carry it all. That's what I've, the constant thing that I felt in my marriage, being a single mom, you know, it's like that. Um, just feeling feeling like I have to carry it all. It's 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 overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Well, it's exhausting. I actually thought of you as I was reading about Paula. I was like, I just I thought about like the million hats you wear and the pressure that you feel and all the things. I mean, both of you do such a great job. I feel like at balancing. I mean, I'm a full time stay at home mom, so I just need to like clear that up. I'm not. I can do things, but I don't have to do things, which is also a luxury. But I thought of both of you and how well you balance both of it, but just like the pressure of having to work too. Like I don't have to respond to anyone right away. Mm. This is really my only job and it's not even a job. I just show up at my friend's house. (laughs) I mean, but that's hard too. I think it's like each aspect is, is difficult. I mean, you know, with sure my situation, it's like, I feel like I have to, cause I'm like, well, I have to pay for child support. I have to have the roof over their heads. I have to, I don't have to, but I, you know, I get to, right. But it's also that pressure that's it's a lot it's a lot and then you know I just so I carry that on top of like okay a, a career that's so freaking unstable mm-hmm. and you know, I was just doing an audition earlier with my boyfriend and I was like whatever I don't I'm just like I'm not even gonna get it and he's like well that attitude you know what I mean yeah I don't just, let coach Allen in <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that's not a game winning attitude Kramer. it's hard because you just like sometimes I'm just like I don't and I don't want to work this hard sometimes like I, I know I would like to just be supported too you know in in a financial sure. aspect it's because it's a lot it is a lot I mean Kat I know you were kind of dealing with that a little bit with yeah I mean that pressure is so different though like that pressure of having to provide for your family versus you know being married and then having a job and having that pressure it, it's different I mean I don't have the pressure I know at the end of the day if I lost my job or if I needed to quit my job or if I didn't have a job I would still be supported. So that is very, very different than what you have to deal with. That pressure is a whole different pressure. But yes, I have worked pretty much my entire motherhood. Um, and I just think that, you know, balance is key. You know, I mean, that's just balance is key. That's all I can say, mm-hmm. you know. But I, it, the pressure of having to provide, I, that's, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Uh, so let's get let's get Paula on. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? 
Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. No, sorry. I thought it was one thirty. Don't you carry that guilt? It's okay. <laughs> Drop the guilt. Paula. Drop the guilt, baby. It's well fine. Played, ladies. Moms, well moms can make uh, mistakes sometimes because we've got a million things we're doing. Apologies again. You can't be late here. It's all good. Don't you guys, you're like you're, you're dead to me. No, no, no not I just at all. Want you to know, this is like the most understanding group of women ever. <laughs> <laughs> like if there was ever a place where you could come in late, this is it. So yeah, well, we're, and we're all we're all moms too. So we and we were just kind of talking about to your book because I was I was you know telling the girls and they know this and we I know we all feel this, but it, the, like honestly, the the quote that I feel like that I've said a million times over and over that's like plastered on my forehead is I just like I I don't want to carry this all the time. Like I feel like I have yeah, to carry totally. it all the time, and it just yeah. becomes um you know we're, we're, we all feel that in different situations, right? So like mine's on like the single mom side, you know, having to support yes. my kids, pay child support, do all those things while still trying to have a, a career. So like mm-hmm. that struggle and then, you know, she's got, you know, she's a traveling husband who's gone like at least 200 nights a year with a seven-year-old who's oh a deep gosh. feeler and a four-year-old boy who's Will Ferrell. And so I'm, <laughs> and I'm pregnant at 41. <laughs> oh. 
Oh my gosh, congratulations. Yeah, it's really a feat. But yeah, just like I felt it the other day. Like I was like, how do I carry all these emotions? It's different, but it's a different responsibility. And then we've got Kat too, Mm -hmm. who's got, you know, kids going into almost high school. Uh, I don't don't even remind me. It's just, it's busy. It's a lot. How how old are yours, Kat? Mine are 14, Mm. uh, 11, and 7. Okay. Okay. 14. Oh my gosh, 14. I'm writing this down. 11. And seven. Jana, how old is your seven and four? Little one. We okay. keep it real tight over here. We have a season. We just text each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So wait. Uh, so seven, seven and four? Both mm. of us. Yeah. yeah. That, that's insane. Our girls are three weeks apart and our boys are three months apart. Like we definitely okay. are like, okay, we having a baby? Okay, great. Hands in on three. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the third. You're like, okay, we're done now. Yeah, we're well, done. Some, one, some of us bow out and that's just fine. And some of us go into biblical proportions. It's fine. Okay. I have a 15, a 13. I'm like, how old are they now? 15, 13, yeah. and just turned nine. So, oh, man. to me. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And it gets like... It gets better. It's a different type of exhausting, though. Yes. That's what I've heard. So, yeah. Uh, how, and how long have you been married for? Um, going on twenty three years. I married my college sweetheart. It's a very like oh, good for you. It's a very like small Christian school thing to do, right? You know. Oh, so that's cute. That's I did that once too. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, and how'd that work out? I have like like half of my friends are divorced, right? <laughs> yeah. Got, because. You guys, it was crazy. So I went to a real small conservative Christian school and the joke was that everyone was there to get their MRS degree. Oh, always. And I was in 13 weddings by the time I got married at the ripe old age of 24. Wow. I was like the old maid of the group to get married. So isn't that crazy? That's crazy. It's just times are changing. And with with the job the you know, the job that you have and and also had you know being on TV and and yeah. was your husband, I mean, was he so supportive and you still felt that guilt? He, okay. So, <clears throat> you know, I write in the book that, you know, my story of spousal equity was kind of a rarity, especially in those conservative circles. You know, my husband was a college basketball coach when we first got married and loved coaching. And then my career started taking off. And and when my career was taking off, he said, let's go for this. He was super supportive. And so he gave up his career coaching basketball to follow mine. But of course, you know, it was a joint decision. But we moved from Ohio to Chicago and then to New York. And every time I got a promotion, he's like, let's go for it. So but that's an exception. You know, like I say, my story of spousal equity is definitely an exception. But um, he's always been really supportive really really supportive and it's cool to see how it's all come back around since i left tv news you know coaching's always been his first love and he still has a like a day-to-day regular job he's in commercial real estate but he coaches um at one of the area high schools he was asked to coach and he's also coaching one of the travel sports teams basketball teams so it's all kind of come back do you miss which um, is really cool do you miss being on tv and anchoring you know, it's so funny. People ask me that. I I have a new appreciation. Like when I went back to New York for my media tour, I have a new appreciation for New York and all of that represents as a tourist. Now that I'm on the other side, I miss, um, there are certain aspects of it that I missed. Um, the storytelling, um, you know, the, the fast paced mm-hmm. aspect of it. But I really love this new season and I love what I'm doing, the work that I'm doing to champion moms, working moms, and advocating for them. 
And I love being able to be really present with my kids. So, you know, it's like when you romanticize a situation and have nostalgia, like my husband and I were just talking about it. And I'm like, you know, sometimes there are moments I miss it, but I'm like, I miss the feeling, Mm -hmm. but I don't really miss the reality of it. Mm -hmm. When you really think about it, the reality of getting up early, not seeing my kids, you know, missing out on all the important moments that I wanted to, uh, to be part of. So, um, and that's just natural, but I really love where I am right now. I really do. Does it feel like you get supplemented in those moments of like missing those pieces? Do you get supplemented with watching him be able to step more back into his role of things he loves to do that's passionate and like being Mm, with the kids? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's cool just to see how, you know, we, we totally blew up our lives at the beginning of the pandemic and I left TV news. We both left uh, New York city, moved to a small town in South Carolina and what we weren't really sure like the next what was going to be in the next chapter but we just we just knew that this was what we were supposed to do and it's like we're both super fulfilled um our kids are really thriving now and it life's different it was whiplash because we moved from what eight nine million people to a town of 2400 i mean it is small it is small town Mm -hmm. but but we love it we really do and i think one of the biggest lessons that i've learned is that we have to give ourselves permission to try new things in new seasons. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, I have to be this one thing. I have to do this one thing for the rest of my life. I have to be, you know, a country music star, or I have to be, you know, um, a real estate agent, or I have to be a teacher, or I have to be a broadcaster for the rest of my life. And I just had to realize I had to give myself permission to try new things in new seasons. So this new season, I feel really called to, you know, advocating for for working moms through Carrie. My husband feels really called to, you know, coaching young men on the basketball court and continuing with his commercial real estate business, but giving yourself permission to try new things in new seasons. And that's kind of how I see it. Like, I may not want this in five, 10 years, and that's okay. I kind of look at life in chapters mm. and seasons. So, but we have to give ourselves permission to see ourselves in new capacity and permission for others to see ourselves in a new capacity. Mm-hmm. And that can be really scary. I like that. God, what, do you, what are God some bless of your, you. <laughs> I'm really going through it here with my two bodies. Don't mind me. I know. No, <laughs> Sorry, no, Paula. By the way, when are you due? June. Okay. Beginning of June. Amazing. Yeah, it's really so something. it's probably really comfortable to be sitting down right now. <laughs> well, we've, we have adjusted as a team. We've adjusted the up angle here, which I really can appreciate <laughs> because for a long time I was like, hey, this is, like my belly button was doing the talking for a long time. Oh my gosh. That's so, okay. So what uh, are, what are some up. of your methods for, or like, I guess, a tips for burnout? Because I feel like that's a yeah. big thing that we all experience too as, as moms. Yeah. One thing that was really fascinating. So the reason I wrote the book to begin with, and you don't have to carry it all, ditch the mom guilt and find a better way forward. It was my own experience as a mother in the workplace and the experience of so many other moms that it's, you guys, it's not just feeling, it is fact. Once you become a mother in this country, in America, you are paid less, 70 cents on the dollar compared to fathers. You are valued less and you are scrutinized more. You're all of a sudden not seen as a viable leader. You're passed over on promotions. The scrutiny goes through the roof. That's once you become a mother. Um, And so I wanted to like set up a case for not just um, how we can give working moms the support they need and deserve, but why we should do it as a country. More moms are working because they have to. 70% will be the primary breadwinner in their home. And we're carrying out of all of that, you know, we're a marginalized community and then we're burnout. We're burnt out at record levels, levels we've never seen before. It is harder to be a mother in America than anywhere else. And it's because mainly we don't have a realistic 
measuring stick of what it means to be a mom here, right? There's nobody that we can really look up to. I mean, June Cleaver kind of set us up for disaster back in the 1950s, and we're still trying to carry it all. And, and we feel like we can't ask for help uh, because we'll be weak or, we're, or it's a sign of failure. So we're carrying all of this because that's the expectation that you need to carry it all. You need to be a mommy martyr. You need to be this perfect Pinterest mother. And we're burnt out. Um, and it's no, it's no surprise that we're burnt out, but I think, you know, we can burn out on motherhood, which I burn out on motherhood. We can burn out on jobs. We can burn out on our expectations. Um, so there's a lot of different contributing factors to burnout. And one thing that I've noticed is that when I'm starting to feel like a little crispy, <laughs> where I'm starting to feel that burnout creep in again, like last summer, I was totally burnt out on motherhood. I wasn't burnt out on the work I'm doing. I wasn't burnt out on anything else. I was burnt out on mothering my children. And, you know, once once your kids get a little older, you start to carry their burdens and their anxiety and their relationships and all of those different dynamics. And like you care, you start to carry all of that and you can burn out on it. And one of my friends said, she gave me some really great advice. She said, when you feel that burnout coming, well, first recognize that burnout can come from a myriad of different angles. You need to start saying, yeah, you you obviously have to clear your plate, and say no to things. But in doing that, you can also ruthlessly say no to the things that also bring you joy. So she said she encouraged me. She said, do something for that that you really love that just brings you radical joy. And I'm not talking about necessarily a spa day. Spa day is not going to fix it. But like saying no to certain things and prioritizing, but also saying yes to things that bring you a lot of joy. For me, it was something as simple as gra grabbing a couple of my girlfriends and go taking a trapeze yoga class, you know, just doing something really fun and I didn't crazy. see that one coming. I'm not going to lie. Paula. <laughs> trapeze yoga. Yeah, you, you know, it was like that. I got to tell you, that was a mad lib yeah. for me. I didn't you, see you saying you, uh, that. You don't see me hanging upside down from with silks. Well, I do right? now, but I didn't <laughs> okay, see I didn't think that was going to be where you were going with it. But I think when we think burnout, we're like, clear your plate, clear your plate, say no, 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 you're burnt out. But like, I had to realize I can burn out on my expectations of my children. You know, Ooh, I can good. burn out on being a mother. I can, yeah, you can burn out on a job. But there's a lot of different things that can cause burnout. And yes, you have to say no. But you also have to say yes to something that just brings you wild and radical joy. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be trapeze yoga. It could be, hey, I want to go fly fishing. I, that's probably not going to appeal to you. <laughs> um, it could be like, you, you know, I want to just take a drive, you know, get in the car for like two hours and go on a scenic road trip by myself and grab a 99 cent fountain drink, you know, on the way. So it could be something simple. But like you have to say yes to things that bring you joy um, as well to make sure that, uh, you know, you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the opposite swing of that sometimes I think is like the natural, like we shut down and then we isolate and that's not yeah. good either. So it's like no. the saying no. It's really bad. Yeah. It's like I just cry when I whenever do. I get, I just start crying. It's <laughs> just because I just feel <laughs> exhausted. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't do it alone. I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what's really Trappies interesting? Um, I, you know, so when I, I, in writing the book, I talked to all kinds of thought leaders and experts and historians and sociologists, moms from all walks, moms from all over the world and to try to figure out like, not just how we can support mothers better and why, but like, why is it so freaking hard to be a mom here in America? Because other Harder moms than anywhere are so else. mean. Yes, 
because they're so mean. But now but we're getting Jenna, somewhere, ladies. Well, they're just yes. they just make you feel terrible. I'm I'm traveling too much. So my kids, this, that, and the other. Like, why aren't your kids with you? Well, because they're with their dad that weekend. I'm sorry. Like, and then yeah, on social media, there's here. like bunny sandwiches being made, yeah. and I'm oh, like, well, like, oh, yeah. see, I just for, you give I'm, them yeah. Jiffy peanut butter. I'm like, I do because I like it too. Yeah. I'm like, guess what? Yeah. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, and I think at the crux of the mommy wars is just a lack of respect for another person's choice. Mm. And we don't understand, yes. like I realized I had so many blind spots about motherhood. I'm like, oh, a good mom stays home to raise her children as if a working mom can't raise her kids. I was raised by a stay at home mom, right? But um, I realized that like, hey, this isn't the 1950s. Most moms are working now because they have to work. And Jenna, you're a single mom. I mean, we have the, the largest number of children living in single parent homes here in America than anywhere else in the country. My book was written by a single mom of three. My publisher is a single mom of three. My editor is mm -hmm. a single mom. So I understand, like, I understand that tension. But when, when I was talking with mom, global moms, um, they not only didn't have guilt about working and guilt about motherhood and, and parenting, they actually took an enormous amount of pride in working in contributing to the community and contributing to the family. However, um, the community was also very supportive, right? The, their mantra in other countries is I am my brother's keeper. Everyone was invested in raising the children uh, in the community, regardless of whether or not they were their children, because they realized that children are our greatest natural resource. They are the future of the this this country, and so everyone has a vested interest in making sure that this next generation of children rises up. Um, they have policies that support families. Here in America, it is a stress and strain to to raise children. Um, it there's there's a thing called a happy gap, which I discovered um, after interviewing this a renowned sociologist. A happy gap between parents and non-parents here in America that doesn't exist to the levels it does here in America. They have a beautiful interdependence in other countries where they have either family members living with them, mm -hmm. or there's just this attitude of you better ask me for help, right? Instead here, it's like you feel like it's an obligation. You feel you feel like you're putting somebody out. If you ask them, one even sometimes so even your family, <laughs> mostly, I, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I know they, they, it's treated like an obligation, but mm -hmm. in other countries, it's just it's it's the beautiful interdependence. They don't have guilt. There's structures set up to support families and also to newsflash value children <laughs> because mm -hmm. I'm like here they're either the future of our country or they're not. So let's invest in them. But it's just you know, and one of the moms I spoke with, she had um, foreign exchange students from all over the world that would visit her house or visit her home and stay with them every year. And she said the overwhelming uh, feedback from the foreign exchange students was American mothers are working harder than any mothers in the entire world. And it's so true because we're trying to carry it all. We're trying to do it all. Again, there's no realistic measuring stick. And if we ask for help, we're weak or we're a failure. So yeah. yeah and there's not a lot of like that. teamwork, you know, like my, I, when I was, when my daughter was young, I had a girlfriend who would, we would, I would go to her house. We would, I would drop my daughter off. I would go get my nails done. Then I would come back yeah. and she would go get her nails done and we would watch each other's uh -huh. kids. And it was like, that's beautiful. It was fun and yeah. it was wonderful. She moved home to that's Georgia great. to be with her family. So that, those nerve. days are over. I know the like a support her. system, but it is I like, I feel, I feel sometimes stressed out because I'm like to go leave and do anything costs me like a certain amount of money yeah. an hour. 
I just think that yeah, that's totally. It's so important to have like both. I could say all three of my kids. I have people that mm-hmm. I know I can call on a mom friend. Be like, hey, can you take so and so today, and I'll take them the next day. Like oh, we mm-hmm. we all kind of do. I mean, it is a smaller community, but like we all do that. It's like yeah. I have a really good friend who works a lot. She's a nurse. She works all the time, and like I don't think twice. Like her daughter's like my second daughter. Like anytime you're working, I got her. We're doing this, you know? Yeah. But everyone doesn't have that mentality anymore. No, the community piece. It's huge. And that's the thing, like, we need to ask for help. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we we can wait for society's attitudes to change about our kids and about our families. We can wait for the policymakers. It's going to take a long time to catch up and actually, like, create policies that are family friendly. We say we're family Mm. friendly in this country, but that's BS. I'm sorry. Um, you know, the way that our policies do not support that at all. Uh, But what we can do is we can stop carrying it all. We can ask for help. And Mm -hmm. that's one thing I've learned to do. It's really hard. It's hard for me to ask for help because we've been conditioned. Mm -hmm. I've been conditioned. We've been conditioned as women to not ask for it because we're weak. And it's almost like this martyr status if we don't, if we can do it all on our own. Yeah. Well, newsflash, that's why we're all burned out. Right. But if you, if we can ask for help and Kat, what you just described is so beautiful. You've created an interdependence and your friends can be closer than your family, but you are just as much that help to your friends as they are to you. And it can, and it, and for like, I can't, necessarily, you know, afford full-time childcare. But mm-hmm. what I can do is offer that childcare to another friend. Um, hey, Friday, I'm going to take your kids. Next Friday, will you take mine? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take your kid home. I'm going to pick your kid up from track practice or from carpool. I'm going to bring dinner to you. I'm going to go clean your house. So you create, you create a beautiful interdependence and you create community. And guess what? There's a cost to that. You will, you, you, there is a sacrifice to that. You will be, it's not that you're obligated, but it's not always going to be convenient. And that's one thing, like we live such convenience live, convenient lives. If we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves and we want to be part of community and we say it takes a village, we have to also be willing to be inconvenienced for other people. hundred percent. And we're not, but we have to, we have to take that first step and say, I'm going to do, I'm going to be this for you. If you want somebody else to do the Mm -hmm. same. Yeah. I I love the, the friendship. I mean, I feel like, you know, especially even like my daughters, like my friend Pam, like, okay, do you have, I'll take Harlow this week or you got so, you know, uh, Jolie Mm -hmm. the next week. And I think the asking for help piece is almost easier with friends. It's harder for me in like relationships because I feel like when in past, if I was to Mm -hmm. ask for help, it would never get done. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it myself. And then now I've been so trained to not ask for help because well, A, I like it the way that I do it, right? And then <laughs> I know it's going to get done. So, yeah. you know, that's sort of piece now is like trying to like switch off the like, okay, try it differently again and learn like to ask for help. It's just hard. No, but that's 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 really good too. And, and Jana, that's something I think a lot of moms struggle with. We want, we it's just sometimes easier for us to do it. And even with our kids. So I write a chapter about how we're hot housing our children here in America and the lessons I learned from parents in France where like they believe that a key and vital um, aspect of childhood development is allowing your children to be frustrated, Mm. saying no and meaning it. Say, no, we're not going to do that. And it's okay if you're frustrated. That is that is a key component to the development. They like the French, and I don't know if you guys have ever been to France, they really don't have kids' menus. I mean, the kids just have to adapt. They have to learn how to be frustrated. And that also extends to like why are we you the she fault the mom why are we the ones doing everything at home why are we working 98 hours a week between work and home and picking up everything at home the laundry the the cooking 
we got to ask our kids to start doing some of that too. And yes, we could do it better, but we could do it more efficiently. And, you know, like my boys, like might just put things in the dryer uh, and not put them in the washer. They think somehow that the dryer is going to clean them too. (laughs) But I'm like, you just have to let them learn to learn to figure it out. My son the other day, he's like, mom, I don't think I have any clean clothes for golf practice. He's in seventh grade. And I was like, did you do your laundry? And he said, no. And I said, I'm sorry. You know, like he's starting to do his laundry, but he, we also have to allow them to accept those consequences and also help train them to be a good partner down the road and, a, and, a, and, a, and an adult, right? I mean, they're already starting to become an adult. I mean, for kids that have graduated and don't know how to do, they don't know how to boil pasta. They don't know how to do their laundry. Like we're doing our kids a, a disservice. Kids these days can earn, but they can't empathize and they can perform, but they can't perceive. Like we've got to allow our kids to get their, their feet and their, your their hands dirty. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just had this conversation with my sister-in-law who came over and my house was a mess and there was dirty dishes and the thing. And I was like, oh, don't mind my dirty dishes. I'm just waiting on my son to do them because he's supposed to you. have done the dishes last night. She was like, how can you do that? Just let him sit there. And I'm like, oh no, they're going to sit there until he does yep. the dishes. Like yeah, that's sure. his job and I, they're going to sit there. And yeah, my house might be a mess mm-hmm. right now, but it's still his job to do them. <laughs> do you give him like yeah. a time? Cause that would like start, like I, I, I want to go put the dishes away right now. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> my throat's closing. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, can't leave dishes in the sink. <laughs> it's a thing. Exactly. That's what she was saying. But I'm like, but you're doing your kids a disservice. Now, having said that, the totally. reason they sat there is because he did have something else he had to do. He had a prior commitment. So, yes, it would be easy. And sure, we've done it a couple times. We just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But we're really mm-hmm. trying not to do that. Is and it that his means dishes they have to sit or there. your dishes? Or all ours. I mean, oh, five okay. people's <laughs> dishes. So, so I make, I make Jolie and Jace do their own. And then sometimes Jolie will be like, Mommy, I'll get yours. I'm like, that's no, okay, sweetheart. But like, well, like, well ours, yeah. I mean, yeah. gosh, ours piles up so sure, fast. Sure, sure, it's sure. like not even yeah. funny. So yeah. it's like, I mean, it takes, you know, whatever. But I mean, yes, it's not easy. Right. But at the same time, it's like, okay, it's not going to teach yeah. them anything if we just do it. Hundred percent, and that's why. Like when my son asked me, he's like, "Will you just do my laundry?" And I was like, "I'd love to, but I'm sorry. You you need to learn. I mean, you need to like understand the consequences mm-hmm. of not doing it. Are you not going to have clean clothes? Yep. To wear like to practice, one. and allowing him to kind of feel that frustration. And it's not that I don't love him. I love my child. I would. It's so much easier for me to do it, right? And it's easy for me just to intervene. But I'm not teaching him anything. Mm-hmm. And I like I. My parenting style is totally different now since I wrote the book. I I allow my children to, especially especially my youngest, my nine year old, to feel frustration, because I realize that that's a key part of, of growing up. It's a key part of, of being a human. So I don't. I I want my kids again to perceive and not just perform and I want them to empathize and not just earn. Um, I, I want my the my son's partners to thank me <laughs> down the yeah. road instead of hate me for raising a <laughs> enabled son who expects food to just magically appear. Like so I want true. my kids yeah, I want so my, my mother in law thinks she nailed it, Paula. My mother in law really thinks she nailed it. I've just got news for her. I gotta tell you, as you're saying all of this, like a lot of my burnout even came in the marriage piece. Like, I know you have this sweet, wonderful husband who seems to be very <laughs> equal. He's not perfect. Oh, he's, he's not no, perfect. No, none of, them are. none of us are. It's been a, 
it's been a journey. He's younger than me. So I say, you know, train up a child in the way they should go. There was a lot of training. Involved. <laughs> yeah, I love that. that's what happened a with lot the first of training. one for me. Um, <laughs> You're still training. <laughs> what do you What do you think the biggest takeaway or what would you like the biggest takeaway to be with your book? Is it truly I, the mo- yeah. moms dropping the guilt or what do you think it is? Well, I think moms just want to feel seen and heard and valued and validated, right? <sighs> I mean, everybody, like, I just, I want you to have this reaction like, oh my gosh, finally someone is saying it. I had someone reach out to me that's reading it. She's like two pages in, I'm already in tears. She's like, why is it 2023 and this book is just now being written? That's like, yes, it's it's full of research and history and facts and funny anecdotes. And it, it documents a better way forward. It's hopeful and it's helpful. It's a tool belt. It's like a better way forward for working and momming. But I want moms to feel seen. I want moms to feel heard. I want them to feel valued and I want them to feel validated. That's overwhelmingly what I want. I love I that. would hug you so, so hard if you were right here. <laughs> Everyone go get Can we hug right here? Big hug. hug. <laughs> to me, Paula. Everyone hug. go grab. Aww. You don't have to carry it all. Ditch the mom guilt and find a better way forward. Bye right now, Paula Ferris. Girlfriend, Aww. thank you so You're much awesome. for coming on Wind Down. Oh, thank you so much. And I just have one more thing to say to all three of you. You are a good mom. Oh, oh, so we're <laughs> I don't oh, it's like if you tell somebody that when you tell another mom that it's just like really because yeah, we doubt ourselves just so much too emotional for <laughs> <laughs> yeah I made it the whole oh. time with you without crying you said a few things where I was like I'm definitely gonna cry but that is it all she had to oh. say is you're a good mom oh. yeah because Thank I'm tired I work for the Kardashians for free that's how I feel I'm tired <laughs> <laughs> what that's how it feels. I had to remind my people the other day. I'm like, I don't work for you. Like, I'm here because yeah. I love the Lord. <laughs> you know? You're like, like, I'm love, trying to steward a, a better generation, just, not because I'm getting that. paid to be here, you know? Like, help a sister out. <laughs> I can't with oh, you, baby. Oh, oh, you ladies are funny. Well, thank you, Paula. Thank you I so appreciate much. you. <laughs> bye, Paula. Thank you. I appreciate all three of you. Thanks, ladies. Bye, bye, bye sister. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Oh, I, I need to read her book. Adore I'm Amazoning her. it ASAP. So semi-fangirl inside because you, you know this. I don't think you know this, but my I was going to go to school because I wanted to be an anchor woman. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. like I, I wanted to be Diane Sawyer yeah. so badly. Oh, you'd be good at that. You're a digger. <laughs> I know she would be. No, she yeah. would. So you were kind of fangirling over her. A little bit. She's yeah. yeah. So cool. I know. Like, so I want to cool. be like reporting live. You know what's fun though is that I sometimes, and I know this is like unfair, but like sometimes when people are in that profession, I'm actually, I feel so excited for her that she went in a different direction yeah. because she's just so much more than just that. Like a, it, she's yeah, so much. More. Yeah, yeah. Like so what a to good soul. Well, I think too, like when people pivot, it's interesting. Something she said, like, I remember being out on the road with Jolie and being like, this isn't, this isn't what I want. Now, luckily I was able to kind of pivot but mm-hmm. a lot of people that's just their one thing sure. you know mm-hmm. and wh- whichever avenue you go i mean you you know you're is is not the wrong decision but by any means but um it's just interesting like i, I like how because sometimes i feel like oh my god what am i doing but it's like okay it's okay to change a mm-hmm. season find yeah. something else you know like this has been go. my pivot different things and different yeah seasons. i needed it i needed it more than i knew i needed it and i knew i needed it because i was just at home you know like And it's so amazing, but there's even guilt that comes with me going like, I don't think this is enough for me. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. 
You know, like I love raising them. I love cooking. I love all the things, but I also am just like, but I also am just more than a toilet scrubber. You know, like I needed a moment for myself. Get yourself a maid, honey. Oh, honey. Nobody wants to clean like I clean. I'm really going (laughs) through it. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, really? See, I'm like, I don't even. A lot of people that are that OCD about cleaning Mm -hmm. can't have cleaning people because they would do. She hated everyone I gave her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I hated the one Sarah gave me. So that didn't work. <laughs> if you ever do, I really do. Minus the fact one. that they think they're interior designers and they like to move everything. <laughs> oh, I can't see. My throat's closing. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to remake like, the bed. How I make the bed? Yeah. I'm like, you just pick it up and you dust under it. Did we just talk bag. about this, though? Yeah, asking for help and not doing it ourselves. Can I, I just know. tell you a funny story really quick? And I promise yes. this is short, but this has to do with it. I had a cleaning lady come <laughs> in January because I was like, okay, I can do this. I can ask for help. I've got to start taking things off my plate. Yeah. I assume because I'm a stay-at-home mom, I have to do it all. And if I don't, then I'm failing. Blah. Okay. So Blah. I'm out. <laughs> okay. So my, so this is, I hope, funny. Okay. So I have a, bi- a little urn with my dad, mm. a part of my dad. He's on my he's on my living room shelf. I'm, I'm smiling only because this gets funny and my dad would actually appreciate this story. But so the cleaning lady is coming. My dad is missing when they leave. And I'm like, okay, listen. You can move a frame and like, it's fine. But like, you've lost my, like, where's my dad? (laughs) (laughs) Has anybody seen my dad? (laughs) I did find him. He was was tucked in a tiny corner. And I was like, they just, I don't think they knew what I didn't. I don't think they knew he's in there, but I was like, this is why I can't do this. I just move the frame and don't put it back. But you've moved my dad. You've misplaced my dad. (laughs) It's like my lesson learned. I was like, so that's the last time I had someone January 4th. Oh, oh no. Okay. All right. <laughs> Interior that's design. Like, that's like a turn. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a turn. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> you have you to laugh week. about something. <laughs> Super glue the urns down. <laughs> oh. Oh. And drop the guilt. Yes. Love you guys. I love you so much. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 